When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged bestie podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games in between. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie, and we're excited for you to join our best friend hangout, where we surprise one another with things we find interesting or hilarious just to see how the other will react. Our friendship might be totally stable, but you never know what your bestie might throw your way to knock you off your game. So come shake things up, learn something new, and laugh along with us. This is Unstable Topics. Hey, welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged bestie podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games in between. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie, and we're excited for you to join our best friend hangout, where we surprise one another with things we find interesting or hilarious just to see how the other will react. Our friendship might be totally stable, but you never know what your bestie might throw your way to knock you off your game. So come shake things up, learn something new, and laugh along with us. This is Unstable Topics. Hey, Horror Movie Night. We're back with another bonus episode just before Halloween with an old favorite guest of ours, Mike James, of multiple different things, but more importantly right now, of his short film, Smiley. Oh, thank you so much. It's uh, it's Smiley's, by the way. Oh, Smiley's Um, plural. I apologize. Yeah, Smiley's Smiley's Burl as if, uh, you know, Smiley owns something. He owns the the spooky machine that we're talking about. Well, and you told us a little bit about this way back when, when we made you watch Neon Maniacs with us. Yeah, which I'm still recovering from, so thank you. (laughs) But how about you remind the listeners what the premise of Smiley's is? Yeah, absolutely. So the, the premise of Smiley's is about uh mitch who is a college student uh that is in a study group and they go to take a break from their studying and they go out uh into the middle of nowhere and they see a um a vending machine a soda machine and mitch becomes obsessed with this soda machine and he kind of has a a dark downward spiral from there and you told us when you were on the show, but I want to reiterate that this is at least semi-based on an actual vending machine in your hometown. Yeah, the the whole thing is actually kind of based on a on a true story that happened to me. Um, it, it it so I went to Franklin College in Franklin, Indiana, which is just about thirty minutes south of Indianapolis, and there was um, kind of a time-honored tradition that you kind of drive around the country road smoking weed because you're in the middle of nowhere, Indiana, with not a whole lot to do. So kind of uh, just driving around, listening to music, talking to your friends was one of the main activities. And it was just very well known that down this road, Greensburg Road, 
um, probably about seven miles outside of town, was a soda machine, and it was called in the, the it was at this little store. Um, it was called Smiley's, and uh, the Smiley's store had the soda machine right outside of it. And one of the options was potluck, and you just put twenty five cents in, and you could get a random flavored soda. <laughs> and it was just um, you know all over the place. Like sometimes it was just like knockoff cola. Sometimes it was Dr Pepper. Sometimes it was Hawaiian Punch. Sometimes it was root beer. And so the game would be or like while you're, you know, kind of stoned with your friends is everyone has their quarter. They yell out the kind of soda you're hoping for. You hit the button and see if it's your lucky day where you called out what you got. And the first time that I visited this machine when I was, you know, a freshman in college, uh, I got a package of pencils. <laughs> 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 yeah, true story. And it freaked me out. <laughs> and uh, it just kind of always stayed with me. Just how unique and odd the uh, the whole thing was. And um, it was just always in the back of my head. If I ever had a chance to do a short, I would want to tell this story. Well, and the thing that's amazing about this, and a lot of the listeners obviously know you from your work with Five Second Films and Dude Bro Party Massacre 3, is that the premise is a goofy premise, but the movie is not that much of a comedy. It it actually goes into some really like David Lynchy weird dark places. And I, I was talking to Tom of Five Second Films last week about this with his film is that I love seeing that all you guys have like really branched out from doing the comedy. Cause I guess, you know, when you've been making 10 second films for however many years, you kind of get sick of doing comedy a little bit. And you guys have been making these incredibly well-made dark horrors and dramas and thrillers and et cetera. Man. Thank you. Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. Yeah. It's kind of a thing of where these we're all doing our solo albums now. Yeah. Um, where I kind of think like part of the magic of, of five second films was um, our collective personalities. So it's like you get this really weird stew where it's like we all are kind of playing by the same rules, but we all bring something different to the table. Um, I think that if you were to go back and see the individual ones, it would an individual five SFs. It might be hard to differentiate who exactly was the brain behind it because so often we all just kind of contributed a bit of ourselves um, to make what five second films really was. Uh, also, especially with dude bro, um, that was such an intricate thing that we all created our own characters and it, that's why it was, you know, such a good mix because it's just all of us kind of uh, playing together as a band but I think we all had, you know, very different tastes and different like definitions of comedy and different kind of, of like, you know, how we wanted to, pre the stories we wanted to tell and how we told them. And so now it's, it's really kind of an exciting time for all of us to kind of have the opportunity to branch out and say, you know, this is, this is who I am. This is the kind of, of movies that I want to make, which is still absurd i think that no matter what we're no five second film member is going to be able to not be absurd um but it it, it is all these um you know 
essentially the best example I'd say is just like uh, there are solo albums. Yeah, and, and I mean, this is gonna. There's no way that this next sentence doesn't come off like I'm kissing your ass. But much like the Beatles, <laughs> when, <laughs> you know, like you you didn't really know who was doing what in the Beatles until they all branched out and did those solo albums, and then you go yeah. back to those Beatles records and you're like, oh, this is definitely a Paul song. Oh, this is definitely a John song. Oh, this screams that this was written by George. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you learn those individual pieces from them being apart, or I guess a little bit more appropriate would be watching movies from the state when they all split apart. And then you look, oh, yeah. you know, you oh, look yeah. back at wet hot American yeah. summer and you're like, oh, this was, this part's definitely a, a Michael Schwaim concept. Like, yeah, yeah, uh, man, I really uh, feel free to kiss my ass as much as you want because it, any comparison to the state really flatters me. Uh, but yeah, I, I do think I do think a, a little bit that it is you can kind of see which one of you know each films kind of best represents us. I think I always in Five SF I always kind of tried. I was always trying to find a part of the space that was like free, you know what I mean? Of like, there's like so many people did so many great things, you know, with like a, a Brian Ferenzi and a Michael Rousselet of like, they're just like comedy, you know, powerhouses. So it's like, you kind of needed to figure out, well, what can I contribute that is a little bit different? And one of the things that I always would try to approach things with somewhat of like a childlike sensibility of just like this kind of naive child wandering into the middle of a theater. You know what I mean? Until yeah. the movie, like, what's going on? Oh, <laughs> is kind of what happened to me. I did just kind of wander in and I was just like, wow, you guys are really funny and make great films. And so I kind of tried to just personify that character of like, well, no one else here is kind of has a, I guess, like a, a, a little kid who's in over his head. And so like a lot of my five SFs, I think, was kind of from that point of view of like a little kid in over his head. And so now I, I know with my films now, I'm really kind of trying to push that in a way or saying of like, I want to make stuff that is really accessible, but also like makes you feel good. Like you feel like you're in on the joke where it's just like, Hey, we're going to play pretend together for a little bit and we don't need to take ourselves too seriously. And I think that of like, if you can kind of drop whatever perceptions you may have of what horror or comedy needs to be, I hope that like with smileys, you can really enjoy it. It just makes you feel good on the inside as if you're like playing pretend with a friend in the backyard. Yeah, and so I do want to ask you, because I make the the obvious comparison to, to Lynch in the sense that there's a lot of surrealism and, and, you know, what is the reality of the situation in Smiley's. But I'm curious if, I mean, I, I would put money down that Lynch is one of the influences, but what are some of the other influences for Smiley's? Yeah, um, it, Evil, Evil Dead 2 was a very big um it's a very big influence uh, for me. It was also Tom and I's like, you know, kind of because Tom Jacobson was the director of photography. Um, that's like both of one of our favorite films. So it's like we very purposely even like framed up some shots that would be like, you know, frame for frame, direct ripoffs from Evil Dead 2. That actually uh, makes a lot of sense. Yeah, because even now that you say that, I'm even thinking about when they first pull up 
to the soda machine, it has almost that pulling up to the cabin vibe of Evil Dead exactly. 2. Yeah, yeah no, exactly. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. If you hadn't said that, I wouldn't have pieced that together, but there is, it nice. is there. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah, and I I didn't want it to be like blatant. Like I kind of feel in a lot of like what we did with Dude Bro, where you know when you watch Dude Bro Party Massacre three, I think there's so much stuff you're like, whoa, that is from a horror movie. That is from a horror movie, but it's never like super overt of like, oh, this was directly ripped. Like I think we did a, a really good job of playing into the tropes of horror movies. And that's kind of, I think something that I'm going to take with me. And that is these like kind of odes to some of my, you know, some of my favorite stuff. I I've always like, I really like psychological stuff, you know, of like, you know, I, I love Cronenberg and I love, um, uh, I love fear and loathing in Las Vegas. Like I love Terry Gilliam films and I like anything that gets like really super heady um so kind of like i think anything that doesn't it doesn't i i always think that the scariest thing is ourselves and that it doesn't really need to have anything chasing us so really like any movie where the killer is the protagonist or of like the great issue that has to be overcome is like dealing with their the the protagonist's own mind um those are the things that i always think resonate with me because I'm probably because I'm crazy myself. (laughs) So how much did you love the lighthouse? I actually have not seen it. I just had a conversation with a friend who just saw it and did exactly that. They're like, you are going to go berserk over this movie. You're absolutely going to love it. I mean, I loved the witch. Um, You know, I think that uh, who's that guy is Eggers, his name. Eggers. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I loved The Witch, and so I have no doubt that um, I'm going to love The Lighthouse. Yeah, I I won't say too much. Listeners, definitely go check that out, too. Sorry we're not doing it in theaters now on it. But, uh, yeah, it's I actually think in a lot of ways it's a little bit better than The Witch for me. Oh, cool. Just because I'm like a, a huge, like, old school film geek. So like the technical aspect of just trying to make a Bergman movie in 2019 is right. such like an impressive feat <laughs> that I was just yeah. like captivated that someone was able to do it. Right. Um, so right. there's more than just a reason for you being on here to talk about smileys. You know, listeners, if you're saying, man, this sounds cool. I wish I could see this short. Well, good news, because you can now. Uh, so, Mike, how about you tell them how they can watch smileys? Uh, you can go to Amazon Prime. Just go to Amazon. You can stream it on Prime. You can download it. You can rent it. Um, if you enjoy it, I really appreciate you leaving a review. That is the main way to help me. Um, if you didn't enjoy it, still write a review. Tell me why you didn't like it. Um, you know, this is um, my writing directing debut. So this is my first narrative short that I've done as a writer director. Um, I have since, uh, shot another short actually featuring Kelsey Gunn. So maybe we're going to have to, um, come back when I've got that thing out and, and going. Um, but that too is also kind of a psychological horror. It's about a, a wannabe Instagram influencer 
that becomes obsessed with like a Kim Kardashian type character and uh, essentially like chases her down and confronts her and it gets really gnarly. Um, and Kelsey Gunn gives this just incredible performance because no one does crazy like Kelsey Gunn. Um, but yeah, this is my, my first one here that um, of venturing out is uh, is on Amazon now. It's called Smiley's. Um, but yeah, please leave a review, give it a, give it a rating. And, um, I, and if any listeners, you know, I'd love for you to engage with me on social media. My handles, uh, Hey Mike James, that's H E Y. Um, and, uh, I would just love to hear what people think, man. Yeah. So go check out the short rate and review it. Go follow Mike on all of his social media. And, you know, he's a cool dude. He's come on our show more times than he really needs to. So like I'm, I'm humbled to constantly have contact with someone who made a movie that I adore. So that is really fucking cool as well, man. I, I really, really appreciate it. You know, I, I think it's just a really exciting time really for all of us um, because there are a bunch of, there's a bunch of projects popping off and, you know, Brian Ferenzi now has a Kickstarter um, for an animated horror short that is looks absolutely insane. Um, so we're all kind of, you know, starting to spread our wings and get other projects going. So, I mean, I, we've always had such a cool fan base and um, I just have so many stories of engaging with fans of five second films that was just so incredibly inspiring. And it's, you know, I appreciate you guys. I really appreciate you. Uh, giving me a platform to talk about this and to uh, stay relevant. Of course. All right, guys. So go hit on Amazon Prime, find Smiley's, watch it, do all of that. And Mike, you are always welcome to come back whenever. Man, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Hey, welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged, bestie podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games in between. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie, and we're excited for you to join our best friend hangout, where we surprise one another with things we find interesting or hilarious just to see how the other will react. Our friendship might be totally stable, but you never know what your bestie might throw your way to knock you off your game. So come shake things up, learn something new, and laugh along with us. This is Unstable Topics. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.